motherfucking podcast i'm franny and i'm berlinda 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 uh berling burlington coat factory oh my god because you're awesome. more than just coats or great coats <laughs> um welcome to the 97th episode oh my god three weeks away well three years at four well we're gonna keep it a, we're gonna skip one probably yeah okay we great. talk about that well <laughs> uh, in any case welcome to the 97th episode of Move and Get the Podcast. Um, should we go into some facts about the number 97? Yes. Kylie Jenner, Camila Cabello, also known as Sean Mendes's fucking beard, and Chloe Grace Moritz were all born in 1997. Who's that? I don't fucking know. I didn't know anybody other than Kylie Jenner <laughs> and Camila Cabello. Cabello. Billboard year and hot 100 singles of 1997. Oh my God. Coming yes. in at number five. We're going to sing it again. Can't nobody hold me down. Oh no, I got to keep on moving. Wait, is that the right song? Yeah, no, no that's, that's from TikTok. Puff Daddy featuring Mace. Right? Okay. Yes. What am I thinking? I, of? I don't know. You're thinking of <laughs> you threw me off into that TikTok thing where it's like, never mind. It doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> Coming in at number four. Bring back the same. Oh, Tony Braxton. Unbreak yes. my hole. Unbreak my hole. <laughs> um, every step I take. Oh my God. Fuck. Every move I make. <laughs> I'm an idiot. This is a lot of people together. Every single day. Puff Daddy and like. Night I pray two other people. Miss. Faith Evans and 112. Okay, I yeah, I was completely 113 off. other people <laughs> coming in at number two. Uh, oh wait, how did one, two, three? You were meant for me, and <laughs> you know I, I know this for one. You. <laughs> And in these foolish games, I don't know how she got the number two spot twice. Because, anyways, she bit into it. And coming in at number one is, I don't even know how the song goes, but it's "Candle in the Wind" by Elton John. Oh, I don't know. Do you know how it goes? Mm-mm. Me neither. Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, Selena, and Vegas Vacation were all released in 1997. Romy and Michelle is one of my favorite movies of all time. I've probably seen it like 70 times. It's so fucking good. <laughs> Ill describe your... juice is disgusting. Oh, I thought you were reacting to me having a favorite movie. No, no, no. I love that movie. <laughs> The 97th episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is called Tough Love. Tough Love is an episode 19 (laughs) of season 5 of the television series Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy withdraws from school in order to better look after Dawn, who has been skipping school and shirking. What does shirking mean? I don't know. Shirking her responsibilities since her mother's death. Buffy assumes a new role as head of a household. What is this, Big Brother? Willow and Tara quarrel, (laughs) and while they are separated, glory feeds on Tara's mind, rendering her mentally unstable. In a vengeful rage, Willow storms after glory, but fails to defeat her. 
the premise of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is that an adolescent girl... We already know what the fucking <laughs> thing is. My twin brother had a um, cardboard cutout of Sarah Michelle Yeller growing up. I remember that when he was straight. Yeah, back in the second grade or whatever. Yeah. Um, is it third or second? I need to clarify. Um, I don't know. Let's call him. No, I mean... I'm that's, just kidding. That's that song... That Macklemore song where he's like back in the whatever oh, grade. I thought I was when gay. I was in the second grade. I thought second. that I was gay. Turns okay. out I'm just Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Hypno is the 97th Pokemon according to the Pokedex. Avoid eye contact if you can come if you come across one. It will try <laughs> to put you to sleep by using its pendulum. Oh my god. And Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton won female pop vocal performance at the 1997 Grammy Awards. Wow, how fun. Um, but that's really all I have for the facts. How fun. Should we? (laughs) Aren't I the one that asked you? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We've only done this for like two years. (laughs) Um, should we get into it? And that's about me. Um, I was sick from like Friday till today, kind of. Omarion? Um, Uh, I, no, I was just like a cold. And then I went and I randomly had a rapid test scheduled for Thursday anyway, from like traveling and people at my work getting shit. So I was just like, did it just to be safe. Yeah. But then I didn't get the results till today. So I couldn't go to work, Mm -hmm. which, oh no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (coughs) yeah, I'm sick. (laughs) I can't, I'm sick. Um, that's how I felt. Um, I took my Christmas tree down today, which was really sad because it looked really good and I was obsessed with it. It was one of the first years that I've had a Christmas tree by myself. Um, and then I'm just doing random home improvement things like Tim uh, the Toolman yeah, <laughs> tool Taylor over here. Uh, just, I don't know. I'm, I bought a uh, black vinyl decal, like a roll of it. And I'm uh-huh. turning my closet doors and putting cow print on it, like the back of my phone. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bitch, I'm a cow. Yeah, I'm gonna get really milky over here. Ew. And I don't know, just stupid shit like that. I haven't really been up too much. How about you? I mean, I feel the same way. Um, I have I've worked all week. Um, this is my weekend. Welcome. But I do want to tell you something about being at work the other day. Julian, who has decided to just completely quit doing our jokes for the show. I already forgot about him. Yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing. <laughs> He ill. I just said, here's the thing. And Julian, whenever he talks, he's like, okay, so Franny, so here's the thing. I do not want to fucking be that person. That's almost as bad as at the end of the day. Gotcha. Or no, you say gotcha. That's pretty bad. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm like, gotcha. Um, he, I saw him on, I want to say Wednesday. And he goes, Franny, I went to Starbucks right around the time that they were closing. And I ordered a coffee. I was like, is there any chance that you guys still have drip coffee? And I guess the little homo at Starbucks was like, yeah. I'll give you a coffee if you tell me a joke. And so Julian was like, oh my God. Well, here's the thing. He's all, oh, he gave him that, remember that Ferrero Rocher joke or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that he we he did for the show? He <laughs> tells this little baby gay this joke. And this baby gay says, I've heard that joke. And Julian <laughs> goes, where? And he goes, a podcast. He was talking about our podcast. And Julian was like, I'm the one that gave that joke. Who uh, are these people? I want to know. All 200 of yet. I know. Come like, out of the where... fucking woodworks. Sh- show yourselves. Yeah, for real. So I'm just like <laughs> over here, just like, oh my God, we're leaving a print on the fucking world. Our <laughs> a <carbon>. dick print. <laughs> yeah, a dick print. Mm. <laughs> um, other than that, just been like kicking it and just like hanging out, being a little fucking thoughty thought. That's fun. 
Yeah. And not getting COVID. God bless. I I am surprised. Oh, yeah. I got my test results today. I didn't have it. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Even, oh. COVID, even COVID didn't choose me. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> um, I also was... I just finished house sitting, dog sitting. I uh, took care of You're... Maddie and Amanda's dog, Miss Guadalupe. And I was just a little nervous because she has epilepsy. And I'm like, if this dog has a seizure in front of me, I will probably start to cry. Didn't you think a dog was dead at one point that you were yes, babysitting? and then the dog ended up dying. Yeah, I was babysitting. Um, that dog ended up dying, not Miss Guadalupe. She was it wasn't blessed. because of you. No, no, no. It wasn't because okay. of me. Okay. Because of you. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I don't want to detract. Do you know that Avril Lavigne wrote Break Away by Kelly Clarkson? Uh, that song is a banger. I found this out on TikTok the other day and it blew my mind. Anyways. Anyways, Miss Guadalupe was really, I think she was just nervous. I thought she was having a seizure, but I think she was just nervous because there were three different groups of people that came and watched her while Maddie and Amanda were in Mexico. Oh, I thought you meant like to come like gangbang you or some shit. Ew, no. Um, but uh, so the first day was a little rough. She didn't want to come out of her kennel and I was just like feeling really sorry for her. And then she just got fucking annoying and she was like licking me and I was like, this is so <laughs> disgusting. I do not like <laughs> But I was really sad when I said goodbye to her. I was like, adios, Guadalupe, and en el nombre del Virgen, or whatever the shit is in Spanish, in the house of Gucci. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> but that's about it. And now I'm back home, and I slept in my bed, and it's, it's, it's nice, you know? I slept till one today. It was fucking awesome. Good for you, Miss COVID. Yeah. It's Omicronion. Um, <laughs> uh, what about television? Oh my god, I watched way too much and Oh I'll thank try god, I didn't watch anything Okay, I'll try to make it quick I don't know if you talked about this on here, but have you seen 20-something Austin? Yes, bitch, I told you remember t- who he was you like You probably talked about it on here and I was just never even thought about it, I was obsessed I just wa- I watched it all in one day, like one yeah, sitting easy, when you remember, because I was like I'm a hugger, and I was like, I'm a sucker <laughs> Okay, yeah, Ms. that Kiki. show was so good, but then at the end I got so annoyed with some of the characters like, I'm calling them characters, like they're not real people, but they kind of yeah, are but they're not, 20-something um, It was basically just the real world, but it was confusing because they look like full adults, but they don't act like it. They're like, yeah. I, this is my first time, like, you know, out of the house. I trying to never keep had trying, a boyfriend. They keep, yeah, they've never like fucked or like not all the people, but and then they're like, oh, I'm trying to get a job. And then that girl like does like a stage or whatever it's called with like a oh, bar. My and they fire her after the first day, which oh, reminds amazing. me of when I worked at, what is it, Bread and Ink? Cafe? No, not Ew. bread. No, no, not bread and ink. Um, the saucer one. Cup and saucer. Cup and saucer on Hawthorne, like Gross. fifteen years ago, for one day, and I couldn't figure out how to slice kiwis, and then they fired me the next day. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Anyways, oh, I liked I liked that hot guy that I thought was going to be homophobic. You know the yeah, but oh my god! But he said when he was trying to hang out with Isha in the beginning, mm-hmm. he. She, she was like, oh, yeah, I'm liberal. And he's like, oh, I'm moderate. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Oh, moderate. But pick a fucking side, bro. It's 2022. Yeah, I mean, I was moderately hard when I was watching him <laughs> on the TV. <laughs> he was really hot. And then, he, you know, all the other, all the guys, the model dude was super fucking hot. All of them were hot. Uh, the new guy? Mm. <laughs> he was hot. <laughs> Whoa. <I know. laughs> Anyways, uh, and then I watched Somebody Somewhere. It was that. There was the preview that they had on HBO before Euphoria, a show that just came out last night as well for the first episode. It's starring, um, oh my God, I can't think of her. Oh, Bridget Everett. She's a 
really funny comedian and performer. Um, she did some pilot for a show a couple years ago that never got picked up, I think for Amazon or something, but then mm-hmm. they show, they put the pilot on TV and, or on the worldwide web or streaming or whatever. I sound like such an old, yeah. You uh, do. <laughs> they put it on but, the worldwide web. <laughs> I was surfing the web and I came across it, uh, but it was so funny. And then they, no one ever uh, ended up doing the show for whatever reason. Um, I watched this really horrible, horrible, awful gay movie called something like summer that I realized halfway through was filmed in Portland. Oh my God. I saw Did you see that. Instagram? Story? I was, I felt like I was losing my mind. I felt like I was like, I was completely sober and I, w- I thought I was like, on mushrooms or something because they fly to Paris the, and then it shows them getting off the flight. They're walking around in what you think is Paris, but it's like old town Portland, like second Avenue by like the Saturday market or whatever. Yes. That just looks like old. Cause it's, you know, that's what it is. Then they superimpose the Eiffel tower in the background. Yeah. They, then they are, it shows them kissing on it. Like it's a green screen in front of the Louvre with this like fountain, this pouring everywhere. Right. It's the, it's so poorly done. And then pans to big pink for like yeah. two seconds. And I lost my mind during that part. I was like, what is this? It was the worst thing I've ever seen. Did you love Hands it? Down. No, I hated it. I love shitty gay movies. Like I will cry at any shitty gay movie, but this was the worst goddamn thing I've ever seen. And it was also a musical. And they didn't tell you that. The musical it, the series. Would you say it was the high school musical, the musical, <laughs> the series? <laughs> Uh, and then I watched another gay movie from Argentina called Skeleton in the Closet. It was, I really liked mm. it quite a bit. And then the standard of, you know, Euphoria from last night, which was fucking awesome. Can't I, talk about it because I haven't seen it. I'm not, I, we didn't talk about it anyway, because you don't allow us to talk about it on this podcast. Okay, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> don't slam your drink over there. <laughs> I, I'm over here like fucking throwing the table over. Okay, uh, that Fez is so fucking hot did you see that meme that i posted it was like the spider-man me- spider-man <laughs> excuse me spider-man <laughs> the one where it was like they're all pointing at each other and it was fez and mac miller and oh my god I uh, sam smith <laughs> just oh their god. faces like superimposed on it anyway uh that's that was great i finished search party which is the most deranged thing i've ever seen in my entire life and then and just like that is so awful. I don't need to talk about that. Yellow Jackets finale, which was last night, is my background. That show is fucking awesome. If you haven't seen it and you have access nope. to Showtime, thank you, Coco and Carly, for giving me that hookup. Uh, it's it was so fucking good. And then Drag Race, obviously. Did you watch the newer one? I did. It was boring. I liked the first one. The first episode, bored. yeah. I'm like, I'm Daddy's. I'm Charlie's angle. And then this one, I'm like. <laughs> I'm straight. Oh, I actually really like Madame Metamorphosis. Yeah, I don't know. I started following her on like social media and stuff, but she's really fucking funny. Okay. What did you, did you like that? I did like what he said where he was like going to pride events. You get to see uh, different versions of what queer is, but there was only one version of be, like one way to be straight. Like I'm not here for the straights like that, but I felt like it was kind of true. And like him doing drag, like, I don't know. It was like, I like him and I don't. I, you know, I, I, I wasn't focused on that. That doesn't bother me for some reason. I don't really care. I think that the thing that bothered me about that is they were so hyper-focused on him and they didn't even really acknowledge, um, I forgot her name, but the trans, the trans. woman. Yeah. Um, like didn't like barely even talked about that. And I was like, and she that is, is way more gorgeous. Yeah. And that's like way more monumental than like this happened. Like, we, yeah, you could talk about it, but like, don't 
be like, this is so monumental. And it's like, it's fine. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, who cares? We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah. That episode was kind of boring. Um, I, I just can't wait for them. I can hardly wait. Can't hardly wait for um, them to all be in the same episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's literally the only thing that I watched this week. So <laughs> that is my contribution to that. How about music? Um, just a couple things. I'm going to go into it a little bit more in detail for pop culture, but the game and Kanye West came out with a song called easy. And I will be reading you some of the lyrics a little in a little bit. I didn't really have that many songs this week. Corday featuring ladies and gentlemen, her, uh, <laughs> Dirk came out with a song called Chronicles. And then that stupid show Queens. Remember that one with like Eve and Brandy and, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. or whatever. Came out with a song, so it's the Queen's cast featuring Remy Ma called Best of Me. I don't really fuck with Remy Ma after she tried to come for my unvaccinated queen, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> uh, <laughs> However, <laughs> I did include it because Brandy as a rapper is like literally... What, she rapped on it? Brandy has like this deep... Brandy's a fucking sick rapper. I mean, she's seen some shit. Yeah, and she's killed somebody. <laughs> That's what I meant. Brought out the black Honda Civic just to race with Brandy. <laughs> Keep your seatbelt handy if you race with Brandy. Oh my God, did you just come up with that? No, bitch, this is a meme. And it's her, like, smiling in the car right before she kills someone. Oh. The manslaughter. Am I right? Uh, funny. Anyways, um, not funny. <laughs> we get canceled immediately. Um, and that's what I have for music. Do you have anything from Demisia? Oh my god, no, not this time. Not the, the musical, just series. <laughs> <laughs> the series. Uh, Kate LeBon, who's this Welsh singer that I'm like obsessed with, probably one of my favorite artists from the past like five years, came out with a song called Remembering Me. It's a really weird music video to go along with it. She has an album coming out in February. She's also coming here, but I don't think I'm going to go because I don't know if I'm on the consort level right now. It's that Wonder Ballroom, and I kind of hate that place. No offense to anybody. Wonder Ballroom. It's like Where's off MLK. Oh, yeah. I love that place. That's where JoJo goes all the time. It's fine. The good thing is, like, people that can probably play like Crystal will play there instead. And I prefer that place over Crystal, but uh, Crystal. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm, <laughs> <the> party. Whoa. <laughs> um, Angel Olsen came out with a song called Something on Your Mind. Uh, she's also coming here soon. And I love her. Uh, Boy Harsher. Came out with a new single uh, off their upcoming album that's coming out in February as well, I think, uh, called Machina. It's very oh, sexy. I love um, Machinas. It's like, yeah, I've seen them once and I loved it. Cool story. Rooksop came out with a song called The Ladder. I'm excited because they haven't come out with something since I worked at the record store. I think the last thing they came out with was that Rooksop and Robin EP that was like five or six songs. That was pretty mm. good. But that was like five years ago or something, maybe even longer. And then that new uh, FKA Twigs album mm-hmm. that came out. Capri songs, I think. Capri Sun? Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I see when I'm looking at it now. Maybe I wrote it down wrong. But, <laughs> but mm, um, Capri Sun. I, I had, uh, it's gotten really good reviews. I'm excited to listen to it. I haven't really had the, a moment to get into it. Uh, and some people wait a moment. It, yeah. Some people wait a lifetime for a moment. For a like moment this. like this. Yeah, sorry. Capri Sun. <laughs> And I have no more Jewel news. I'm oh done. my God. I like how you don't have Jewel news, but I, my first thing <laughs> for the facts is about Jewel. We're like on the same cycle. It's Freaky right Friday. Now. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my god, did you see that meme of Maddie Morphosis playing the guitar? Yes, that I did. <laughs> all of the Maddie Morphosis memes are fucking crazy. Uh, also, did you a... see that meme of from that first episode of the second season of Euphoria where uh what's her face is slamming on the door and it's Britney Spears slamming on the door after that Jamie Lee <laughs> or Jamie Lynn Spears uh interview she had? Mm-mm. Memes have been on fire. The week. Euphoria ones and then Euphoria trends on TikTok are, have been my favorite too. Like oh yeah, the, when you're the going whole, to like high school, U- Euphoria High School ones. And yeah, there's a, a couple other ones too that are hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. Hurler. Well, what do you say we get into our bless this mess? Oh, gross! That was so <laughs> disgusting. We need to get that soundboard so that I do not have to fucking sound, sing. We need to get that sound aboard. Is what we need okay. to do. New school board president calls for burning LGBTQ plus books. The new president of the sports Sportsylvania County School Board. What the fuck is that? Um, mm-hmm. In Virginia, Kirk Twig. I don't know what. Oh, that's his name, Kirk Twig. <laughs> Uh, cousins to Michelle Branch has given some parents pause. <laughs> I can't even speak. <laughs> has given some parents pause for concern due to previous comments he's made. And yes, it involves the old fascist chestnuts of homophobia and book burning. When board member Kirk Twig was elected president Monday, the first thing he did was to attempt to fire Superintendent Scott Baker, who had already announced his intention to resign at the end of the school year, according to the local TV station WRC. Twig was, however, schooled by his fellow members by having no grasp of the school board's procedures. You have not stated any justification or ability to fill the position. You cannot even properly chair a meeting, but yet you're going to terminate our superintendent for no reason. Nicole Cole. Oh, God, these names. Nicole Cole. What? What kind of name is Nicole Cole? (laughs) A member from the Battlefield District said, how is this good for students, the children of Sports Sylvania County? What is this? I don't know what's happening. I know, right? Sports Sylvania. How does this make sense? Sports Sylvania citizens, please recognize that you have not been given any valid reasons. The outgoing board president, Don Shelley, criticizing Twig as she vacated her seat. He has spoken about confidential human resources matters in in an open session. He is constantly using his AOL account to send and read emails throughout the school board meetings. He wants to burn books, Shelley said. The school board ultimately voted in favor of Superintendent Baker's termination. This situation follows on the uh, heels of an incident in November, which arose from a parent's outrage upon discovering that there were LGBTQ inclusive books available in one of the district school libraries. She took her disapproval to a board meeting, highlighting one book in particular, 33 Snowfish by Adam Rapp, for its inclusion of LGBTQ. Q plus content and discussions of sexual abuse, drug addiction, and sex work. Her complaints were met with uh, agreement from some on the board. Member Rabbi Abusmail agreed that we should throw these books in a fire, according to the free Lance Sar. There is some bad, evil related material that we have to be careful of and look at, agreed soon to be President Twig. We should see the books before we burn them so we can identify within our community what we are eradicating uh, as bad stuff. The board voted to remove the sexually explicit books from district libraries, which caught the attention of news outlets and motivated parents with more progressive viewpoints to attend the next meetings with the school board. 
Um, it's it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Book bur- bu- good old fashioned book burden. It's oh like a God. tale as old as fucking time. Like tale as old as time. <laughs> books, free speech. And um, we're if we're in fucking America. Like these people, uh, fucking ignorant ass people, want to say we live in a country with free speech. People can write whatever they want and. You know, there different types of literature is going to exist in public school systems, and right. that's just the reality. You need to fucking deal with it, sweetie. And just like that, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> but like, you know, you know, you're not coming after fucking other books with like sexy hot shit in it. Like, yeah, I, there's like tons... Fabio books. <laughs> yeah, there's like romance novels, and they're like fucking. <laughs> high school library would be <laughs> fucking hot uh but yeah they're, they're they're only discriminating against queer people and not even combing through the rest of the book so it's like they're obviously just being hateful so fuck right you. yeah that's fucked up anyway uh what is your bless my bless is like there was a lot of things that i wanted to use this week but i went with like the dumbest one so my blesses mess this week is netflix oh It looks like Paris Hilton's cooking show wasn't all that hot. Netflix has opted out not or has opted not to renew Cooking with Paris for a second season. Entertainment Weekly has confirmed the socialites culinary program premiered in August with six episodes during which Hilton tried her hand at a variety of recipes alongside a range of celebrity guests, including Demi Lovato, Saweetie, Kim Kardashian, mom, Kathy Hilton and sister Nikki Hilton. Cooking with Paris provided a showcase for the hotel heiress and socialite signature over-the-top style, often featuring her cooking in outlandish outfits and wielding utensils like a crystal-encrusted spatula. (laughs) (laughs) This wasn't Hilton's first wild food-related endeavor. In season four of The Simple Life, she and co-star Nicole Richie famously traded responsibilities with the mother of four. Why am I playing with my nipple? Um, only for <laughs> Hilton to prepare dinner for the woman's kids with a clothing iron. Do you remember that episode? Yeah, the, the grilled cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she was cooking bacon with an iron. <laughs> Dead. She also started in a bikini-clad Carl's Jr. commercial in 2005. I just went with something a little lighthearted because... I, I don't know. I just you're mad that like... there's no season two is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm fucking heated. <laughs> That's not hot. <laughs> and it's not hot. Um, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, should we go into our question, question, question of the day? Yeah, it was really, really uh <laughs> I would say it's not us at our best. It's a really bottom of the barrel question. Um, also, if anyone has any ideas for questions, send them to us because we Please. don't fucking know. And no one ever does. Um if you were a type of jeans, what kind would you be and why? <laughs> so fucking so stupid. stupid. I, <laughs> but so I kind of loved it. I loved it at the same time. I didn't get very many responses, but whatevs. Um, I forgot to even post it on my thing. So I was like, this is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Are you just going to take the... My story was hot, okay? I, I have two... I think I have three write-ins. Okay, my first one is from Allison. She said, I would be a pair of bedazzled jeans that come with super cheap really large gems on the butt and they'd have to be low rise i would be these jeans because of my sparkling personality and i am totally out of style i'm like yes bitch um leash wrote i would be ripped up high-waisted boyfriend jeans i don't even know what what are boyfriend jeans they're like mom jeans hot sid wrote levi's because you never break down (laughs) it is so fucking hot by the way that that it like definitely made my little uh Dingle jingle. All right. right, And that's what I have for write-ins. What about you? Asher wrote jeggings. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) 
Um, Shayla wrote, I'd be the genes in my story, but I want to be low-rise true religion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I looked at the story and it was definitely like genes, like she was dressed to go to Euphoria High. Oh, hot. okay. <laughs> it Shayla- was like, the, you know, the ones that have like, they're like kind of cut, like right here. Like, uh, like I can't right see here. when you're sitting. <laughs> Oh fuck. But they they, had, they were like laced up like where the crotch oh, okay. is, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that's what I remember. Anyway, they were fucking hot. Yeah. Shayla's so fucking hot. <laughs> Anyways. Uh everyone's hot to you tonight. I know everybody. I'm like, Brendan, you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for me, I I'm gonna go on a different type of route. I'm really into like gene-related memes. Like I love jutes, which are gene boots. Like the ones that Jayla was wearing. Yeah, that's what I posted in the story. Where it I looked love... like her pants were falling down, and she was just like, "Why?" <laughs> like, Ugh. yeah. Um, and then I love Jairs, which is from another meme, which is um, someone took jeans and like patched a staircase with them instead of a carpet, and it said it was like a meme that was like, "What if we kissed on the staircase or something like that?" Ew, I do not like Jairs. <laughs> and then the same vibe with Jouch. It was a jean, a jean couch. I oh my god, I fucking hate you. <laughs> So I, I'm either of those. <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh, that's, that's just Jerry over there. Or like gender wear, you know, like jean okay. underwear. Oh, oh, for that fucking <laughs> shit. Um, jong, jean thong. Oh my God. <laughs> Some episodes are short, short. Some episodes are schlong. Brendan's wearing a jong. <laughs> uh, that's what this episode is called. Brendan's wearing a jong. Oh my God. Uh, for myself, I just went with the Queen herself in the song Outrageous, released on the In the Zone album. Britney Spears goes, outrageous, when I move my body, outrageous, when I'm at a party, outrageous, in my sexy jeans. I would just be sexy jeans. <laughs> Jexies. Wait, I actually had one more. Hold on one second. I forgot. Okay, you were supposed to laugh at my Jexie. My Jexy jeans. Jexy and I know it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jexy and I know it. My sister-in-law wrote, I'd be the Britney Justin denim red carpet look, structured for business, but make it fun. Yes. Also, no one can forget it. Yes. Iconic. And then Migsy wrote, super low rise, so my fupa is hanging out for all the world <laughs> to see. And I'm shamed into working on my fitness. Oh, I love that. We're definitely using that. Well, great. Thank you, everybody that wrote in. Once again, if you would like questions that are not, what kind of jeans would you be? <laughs> <laughs> questions. Uh, um, also, I just watched the fucking new Real Housewives right before this. I don't. Did you watch that from last? No, night? but it's the episode where she says, "Love you, baby. Bye." I'm not. This is no spoiler because I didn't even finish. But there's one moment where Jen Shaw is like. Way, day drunk, wasted, embarrassingly drunk, and just talking about how like uh, Meredith is inside licking Mary Cosby's ass. She's like, "Oh, she's probably inside licking Mary's ass or oh, something like um, that." I was like, "This is so good." <laughs> do you know what I heard? So I went to uh, I saw my friend Dennis yesterday, and he was telling me that his friend does like he does hair, and he used to do Jen Shaw's hair. <laughs> Season one, when she was like stealing money from old people, uh, <laughs> allegedly. And he said she tried to hire him on for season two and her budget was like nothing. And he was like, girl, I'm already giving you a discount because you're like, you're my friend, but you can't give me like, you want me to take time out of my day when I could go get people that are paying full price. 
Yeah. That's why when she was in the spa and her fucking lace front, you could see the lace and it was all the way down to her fucking eyebrows. That wig was not cute. And it's because she was stealing money from old people. And has she, she accepted the pictures? <laughs> <laughs> she, she, also t- right now. <laughs> she also took her um, extensions out uh, when she was in a pool and threw them at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> How short is her hair? You know, I was a little confused because I thought all, uh, most of them just wore wigs, you know, or like I, yeah. all, <laughs> that's why I assume about everything on TV, you know, at all times. Yeah. But her extensions were only like this long. Good for her. Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> glad that we talked about her hair. <laughs> um, Breaky poo? Should we take it right? <laughs> yeah, yeah let's do it. Welcome back to Move I'm Gay, the motherfucking podcast. This is Franny and Brenda, and we're going to go into our pop, 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 pop culture. Um, there was this weird android recently that was at some, like, fucking trade show or something. I think her name like is... Like the phone? No, like a, a robot, a robot. Oh, ribbit. Um, I think her name's Amika, Amica. <laughs> Amicable. <laughs> Amika Tan- Tanya Minaj. Oh my God. So I guess at this year's CES trade show, which happened in Las Vegas earlier this month, she shut up a human dude trying to flirt with her robot ass, is what Dila said. <sighs> um, Will Jackson, the founder of Engineered, Engineered Arts, says that Vicky, the robot's terrifying child, has been in the making for p- the past 15 years. I don't know. None of this makes any This article made no sense to me, but yeah, it was probably just, written by a ribbit. <laughs> um, and then. Via futurism, it says the reason for making a robot that looks like a person is to interact with people. The human face is a very high bandwidth communication tool, and that's why we built these expressive robots, engineered arts founder Will Jackson told Reuters. I can never say that. Uh, And a lot of other things I can't say. He added, Mm -hmm. we've tried to be gender neutral, race neutral. We're just trying to make something that has the basic human, that has basic human characteristics. Expression without putting anything else on top of that. Hence the gray faces. It's really been 15 years in gestation. And then this is this video, and I'm going to play it because it's just from Twitter. It's not like someone's actual music or anything. But let me see if this, this makes sense. I see your rabbit ears. Yes, you do. I think that was it. I don't know if you could hear that very well. Oh, yeah. I mean, you should use the, like, like edit that in. Yeah, yeah. She was like, I am not on the market. (laughs) And then she goes, do you have a boyfriend? boyfriend? (laughs) And then he said, you got jokes. (laughs) Anyway, that was my first one. I know it kind of didn't make sense, but the article was kind of weird. I just thought that the thing was um, really interesting. I am very interested in AI stuff. There's this one robot called Sophia that's very similar that I follow on Instagram. She has her own Instagram. She's very creepy. Um, anyway, yeah, what's your first one? <laughs> oh, the more I learn about you, the, the more, more you I'm know. like, <laughs> you know, the more, yeah, I'm like, I quit. Um, <laughs> I first, so, <laughs> I'm like, you have officially moved me. Um, 
My first one is about Lala Kent from Vanderpump Rules. Lala Kent recently opened up to her fans about the meanest thing her ex-fiance, Randall Lemon, said about her to a friend behind the scenes of Vanderpump Rules. Randall and Lala started their relationship in secret, as Randall was still married at the time and in the process of getting a divorce. <sighs> Nobody fucking cares about all of this shit. Uh, they broke up later because uh, after he was caught cheating while on a trip in Nashville. Since ending their relationship, Lala has been speaking openly about all the problems they had and the red flag she saw in Randall, but chose to ignore. Her decision to con or constantly speak negatively about Randall isn't sitting well with everyone who knows them. Randall's friend and Shaws of Sunset star, Golnessa, I don't even know how to say her last name, Gorkhachi, spoke out against Lala on Twitter. Gigi made comments when they two... In this is such a stupid article now that I'm reading it. I don't even want to do it. <laughs> Uh, so my first one is <laughs> now just explain it. Bitch, I didn't even read it before I did it. And I don't <laughs> so you don't know, know what the meanest thing that he said about her was. Okay. <laughs> According to Lala, Randall told <laughs> <laughs> According to Lala, Randall told a mutual friend of theirs that Lala used to be fun to be around, but changed for the worse when she got sober. She says her friend told her about the comment once the cheating accusations were already out there and she was taking the steps to leave him. Lala called getting sober one of the best decisions <laughs> decisions she ever made and that Randall did not make it easy for her to do it. She said his comments about her being boring didn't make sense to her since he would always tell her their relationship would be over if she relapsed. Lala considers the meanest thing Randall has considers this the meanest thing Randall has ever said about him. Randall's a fucking idiot. He looks like that guy from 90 Day Fiance or whatever that show was called. The one that's like, you're my best view. Oh, you know yeah, yeah. Who looks like a thumb. Yeah. Okay, let's not talk about thumbs because Allison kind of looks like one, but she's, <laughs> she's starting to look like a pinky. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next one? Um, Degrassi Revival Series is coming to HBO Max. I am... I don't know why I'm excited about this. It's something that I grew up watching. I think I've talked on, talked on here about it before. And... Degrassi showrunners Laura Azopardi and Julian and Julia Cohen expressed their excitement about turning the beloved Canadian teen drama into a truly serialized one-hour drama for HBO Max. HBO Max has greenlit a revival of the hit 1980s Canadian teen drama entitled Degrassi. The 10-episode hour-long series is set to premiere on streaming on the streaming platform in 2023 after filming takes place this summer later in Toronto. The revival is described as a character-driven series about the high school experience and the thrilling, often painful journey of self-discovery. Set in Toronto, the new series explores a group of teenagers and school facu faculty. I can't speak. What is wrong with me? I, I will keep repe repeating words over and over again. <laughs> like the musical, mal the series. I'm like malfunctioning, like fucking whatever the fuck her name was. The school, <laughs> the school faculty living in the shadow of the events, events that both bind them together and tear them apart. The show travels deep into the hearts and homes of the, of diverse, complicated characters as they struggle to find their new normal, reaching for hope, redemption, and love. Duh. Like you don't have to describe it. We've all, they act like this show hasn't existed in many different forms. There was the eighties one. There was the next generation on whatever network it was on. And then that Netflix one that came out for a couple series seasons. 
<laughs> I don't know what's happening. We're both malfunctioning tonight. Um, I'm not. <laughs> speak for yourself. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited about this. I don't understand how it's going to exist within that world of Degrassi or whether they're going to have like any of the same actors or anything or just like a brand new thing. Who knows? Who knows? I wonder if Drake will be in it. I hope so. Only if he can walk again, apparently. Started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> Anyways, I don't want to talk about Drake because Murphy Scott will fucking say something about me. <laughs> Shout out to Murphy Scott. I should follow Murphy Scott on Instagram since since he shades me all the time. Um, he doesn't really post to- very often. So oh, okay. Well, then yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna save my follow for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> the rudity. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, my next one is about Kanye West. Kanye West is expressing his gratitude for Travis Scott. Nobody needs to be expressing their gratitude to Mr. Travis Scott. Hello. West's daughter, Chicago, whom he shares with estranged wife, Kim Kardashian, celebrated her fourth birthday on Saturday. Despite the hurricane rapper's claim he wasn't invited, a source tells People he is always welcome and does come to family events. And indeed, West was seen at the celebration on Sunday. In an Instagram clip shared by Hollywood Unlocked on the same day as the party, 44-year-old Wes said he was ultimately able to attend because of Scott and Kylie Jenner. Yo, I'm so happy right now, Wes said in the video. I just came from Shy's party and I just got a shout out to I got a shout out to Travis for sending me the address and the time and making sure that I was able to spend that birthday memory with my daughter to be there with the rest of the family. The Good Life rapper later added that Jenner let him into the party after security stopped him when he first got there. It's just a matter of having a conversation, open dialogue, and everyone had a great time. I'm really happy that I could be there for my children. He concluded the video by thanking fans for their support and said, my life centers around my children. Travis Scott's rep did not immediately respond to people's requests for comment. Kardashian, 41, filed for divorce from the rapper in February 2021. (laughs) Always got to put everybody's age in there. The couple shares daughter, North, eight, Chicago and two sons, Saint Six and Palm. 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 Come get Palm. Come get, Come get Palm. <laughs> two and a half. Um, also, what I wanted to speak about was the game and Kanye West song that came out this week. Uh, I think it came out on Saturday. Was it a game changer? He, you know, the game has such a fucking fat hog. Oh, it's so hot. <laughs> so does Soldier Boy. So yeah, he would always post photos in his underwear with his hard hog don't i don't like i now refer to it as a hog (laughs) um but soldier boy's hog photo came out this week too and that shit like was fucking anyways kanye west came out with a song with the game hog um and he goes in the song he goes if we do if we go to court we'll go to court together together we'll go to court together matter of fact pick up your sis we'll go to courts together courtney kardashian he said, I watched four kids for like five hours today. I wear these easy boots everywhere, even in the shower today. I got love for the nannies, but real family is better. The cameras watch the kids. Y'all stop taking the credit. Uh, non-custodial dad, I bought the house next door. What you think the point of really being rich for? When you give them everything, they only want more bougie and unruly. Y'all need to do some chores. Rich ass kids, this ain't your mama's house. Climb on your brother's shoulder, get that top ramen out. Got God save me from that crash just so I can beat Pete Davidson's ass. 
<laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yes, these are the lyrics. He's talking about the camera crew watches their kids more than the fucking mom does. The yeah, nannies no are shit. in the house. I was like, why, yeah. why didn't he say the nanny Fran Drescher? Fran Drescher. It would have been great. Yeah, he should have. Um, that's how I became the Franny. <laughs> um, anyways, so that's mine. What do you got? Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly got engaged and celebrated by drinking each other's blood. Oh my god. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Can you hear this? Yeah, I love it though. I'm keeping it in. Um, in July, oh, it's uh, Megan Fox, her post from Instagram. We all saw it. I loved all the memes. There were so fucking, yeah, the, so, the footlocker foot one. Foot locker one. <laughs> That was so fucking good. Uh, but yeah, it's just I was just going to read her Instagram post. So I screenshotted it. Uh, in July of 2020, we sat under this banyan tree. We asked for magic. We were oblivious to the pain we would, we would face together in such a short, frenetic period of time, unaware of the work and sacrifices the relationship would require for us, but intoxicated off of the love and the karma. Somehow, a year and a half later, Having walked through hell together and having laughed more than I have ever imagined possible, he asked me to marry him. And just as in every lifetime before this one, what? And as in every lifetime that will follow it, I said yes. And then we drank each other's blood. <laughs> That's it. Poetry. Yeah. <laughs> Poetry in motion. Poetry in that? motion. Like it's from like the Tribat bus or whatever. Is that um it's like there's like that movie with um Sandra Bullock? <laughs> it's not a movie. Yeah. Oh, what am I thinking of? No, no, uh Rush. No, it's like there's two women on the cover of the movie, and it's like magic is there something with magic in it? Like, are they witches? Practical magic. Practical magic. What? <laughs> I don't fucking know. What? Poetry in motion. Practical magic. <laughs> the, the words start with the same letter. No, there. Me and your brother would always make fun of this because they they did this thing on TriMet called Poetry in Motion, where instead of like you know they have now they have mostly like ads on like the top area, like I don't know how to describe it, marquee area of the bus where they're like advertisements. They used to have like poems that were written by like twelve year olds, and they would like say which school they went to in town and like how old they were. And it'd be like the That's stupidest creepy. poems, but it was called poetry in motion. Oh, anyway. I'm over here thinking it's practical magic <laughs> with fucking Nicole Kidman. Uh, uh, my last one is uh, about the Portland pickles. Mr. Dylan himself. Mm, mm. He could fucking get it. The person who is inside the thing. No, just the pickle. <laughs> the Portland pickles fielded some unexpected feedback from fans after the minor league team's mascot, Dylan, shared a photo that prompted a tart response. The team has teased on Wednesday afternoon that Dylan would be taking over the team's Twitter account that day, tweeting, mascot Twitter takeover. Our mascot Dylan will be taking over our Twitter account now. Our next tweet will be from him. I don't know why I read it like that. Feel free to ask any questions or just show your support. <laughs> oh the next tweet sent by Dylan raised a few eyebrows, or with you, eyebrow. <laughs> i'm just kidding not with that filter that i put on new phone who dis dylan captioned a photo of his thumb in front of his pickles jersey clad torso the only problem with dylan's full hand cropped out just below the shot's upward angle framed dylan's skyward thumb square in the center of his lap some baseball fans found it all too easy to draw rather <clears throat> Freudian <laughs> conclusions about what Dylan might be implying with the image, consciously or not. 
Four minutes later, the team tweeted, we have ended our mascot takeover. It's come to our attention that this photo can be misinterpreted as a disturbing image. Dylan would like to go on the record and say that he was trying to give a fan or give his fans a thumbs up. Shortly after, the team offered a series of tweets that were naturally peppered with puns. We have identified the social media manager involved in the incident and will be launching an internal investigation. An (laughs) unnamed Gherkin baseball mascot was involved. The team wrote on Thursday, name checking their affiliate team, the Portland Gherkins. Ew. (laughs) I did not know that there was a Gherkin. We will continue our internal investigation and will likely release the findings tomorrow. They continued. We assure you that we are hard at work to get to the bottom of this. And it is a big deal to us. Wait, first of all, so they wrote they wrote that. Yeah, I did not we, know that there was a Portland Gherkin. No, 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 but they're the <laughs> the team's Instagram or wrote, Twitter. We're working hard to get to the bottom of this. Yes, and then they said it's a big <laughs> deal to us, not deal, deal. It's just a publicity stunt, and I fucking love it oh so much. They deserve it a, give like, them a raise. Give them. It a was raise. on the Col- <laughs> It was on the Colbert show. <laughs> he had it on there. It was like I found this. Article. It was on delisted when I was looking today too. Yeah, I'm it was here national for it. news. <laughs> Do you know? The, I've only gone to one pickles game, and those baseball players are fucking hot. And I was like, hi, number fifteen. Yeah, when you were and, like harassing them. <laughs> yeah, I was catcalling them. Yeah, they deserved it. Yeah, the way that they were dressed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that <on> the <laughs> no, that's staying in. <laughs> That's what Tardos uh, Anyways, that's uh, what's your next one? No, that's it for me. Oh, Remember, great. I, was, I had the same one. Oh, yeah, we had the gherkins. What is a gherkin? Isn't that like a little pickle? Like the little the little tiny ones? That, okay, hold up. Hold up. Those are like cornishons. Do you know, I used to work with this woman named Annie I don't even... Gherky, and I would go, Annie Gherky, you're my turkey. And that was the end of the song. <laughs> <laughs> If okay. She, if her last name was Gherkin. I'd say Annie Gherkin. You're my Gherkin. Oh my god. Um, it's just a cucumber, but I think it's like a UK thing. Oh, UK hun. <laughs> yeah. Bing bang Bing bang UK hun. What a banger! What a banger! Anyway. Okay. Wait. I have one more thing to say about bangers. Last night, Miss Joey at work said, "I'm an, all of a sudden obsessed with Joey." He was like, the song fucking slaps. And he put on an ABBA song, and that made me fall in love with him all over again. Was it Gimme, Gimme, Gimme? No, it was something about, like, something with, like, losers in the in the song. I don't remember what it is. No, I don't know. I, I love him. For? There was some dust particle that was flying. <laughs> I wasn't, like, hollering at you. You're like, okay, can you fucking finish <laughs> can Move it along. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into our gay, 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 gay other day. Mine is lesbian Tina Kotek. I think that's how you say it. Out to make history in Oregon governor's race. Kodak. I'm going to say Kodak because it's easier. That's probably what it is. Kodak was the first lesbian to be speaker of the Oregon House of Representatives or speaker of any state house. She's also the longest serving speaker. Now she's running for governor and she'd be the first lesbian governor of Oregon or any U.S. state. Oregonians deserve an experienced progressive leader who can get things done, Kodak says of her motivation to run. She's one of several candidates seeking the Democratic nomination, and there are numerous Republicans and one unaffiliated candidate in the race as well. Pick a side, bro. Like I said before, the party primaries will be May 17th and the general election November 8th. 
The field is so large, partly because of Governor Kate Brown is prevented from running again due to term limits, which is probably a good thing. She's been like literally crucified by the city at this point. Brown, a Democrat, is the first out bisexual governor in the U.S. I actually didn't know if I knew that about her. Um, Yeah, it just goes on a little bit about Kodak and her history uh, in politics. I think that's cool. I don't know much about her actual politics, so I'm just excited that this is a first, so... So my cave of the day is a continuation of last week's. Okay, you little bitch <laughs> uh, from last week. So it's once again Amy Schneider from Jeopardy. Cool. Um, so Amy Schneider has racked up more than one million in one million dollars in Jeopardy winnings, but she says bringing positive transgender representation to television has been worth even more. It's definitely been the most rewarding part of the whole experience, says Schneider, who has so far won 30 games and putting her at number four in terms of games won and regular season cash winnings in the show's history. She is the first woman contestant to pass the $1 million mark. She is not the first out trans contestant or champ, but she is the first to qualify for the tournament of champions reserved for the top 15 winners of each season. Schneider's long winning streak, the show used to retire champions after five victories, but now allows them to stay as long as they can keep winning, has made her profile particularly high, and she is an active social media presence as well. On her Twitter feed, she has occasionally taken jabs at transphobes and noted that Republicans want to make life harder for trans people. But mostly, she analyzed the game. For those unfamiliar with trans people, she became a relatable face, and she reports that she's received so much positive feedback from trans folks who say she's helped their parents understand their identity. Schneider, this is very sweet. Schneider, 42, is a longtime Jeopardy fan, having grown up watching the Cerebral Quiz Show. I don't remember a time when I wasn't watching it, she says. When she was in eighth grade, her classmates voted her most likely to appear on Jeopardy one day. It took her a while. She tried out for years, including while she was still living in her native state of Ohio, which she left uh, for California in 2019. This is kind of a long one. How far she's gone on the show, she says, feels strange and surprising, far beyond what I saw coming. Jeopardy episodes are taped a few months before they are broadcast, and contestants are sworn to secrecy about the results of any shows that haven't aired yet. So fans will have to keep watching to see if Schneider keeps winning. Schneider is a software engineering manager living in Oakland. She's been a software engineer for her entire career, about 20 years, and a manager for the past five or six. Her outside interests over the years have included theater, whatever, whatever. It was a theater role that led her to realize her identity. In her mid-30s, pre-transition, she was appearing as Frances Flute in Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. At one point in in play within the play, Flute is forced to play a female role. Presenting as female led Schneider to do some thinking, and it felt really right. She says, she admits to being a bit intimidated about the Tournament of Champions for which dates have yet to be announced. It's going to be a really strong field, she says. Another contestant who's already qualified for this year's tournament is Matt whatever, whatever, whatever. All she says at the end is, it's going to be really challenging, she says, of the tournament, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's just cool that, like, I mean, fucking old people love watching fucking Jeff. I mean, not just old people, but, like, having a trans person that's not a character on a TV show, but is a trans person in real life and mm-hmm. do just like being on the show. It's so fucking important to have them. Yeah. On national television. Yeah. Like the visibility is fucking fantastic. And I, and then also like killing it at the same time. Yeah. Too. Like, yes, yes. You are a trans person. 
but that's not that's not it you're like you're smart you're this you're that you're that you know you're just a fucking human being and i'm excited that she's still on the show and is fucking killing it and i hope she wins the tournament of champions because that would be fucking sick yeah loves it yeah so shout out to uh miss schneider and that's all i have for my game of the day okay what are you looking forward to um well i'm looking forward to tomorrow i got um shout out to leash i got tickets to uh like this private dinner uh thrown by my friend lily and lj they have the space next to the woodsman tavern so it's mm. going to be in their private dining room and it is i think it's like a six course dinner it's a collaboration between mid City smash burgers and ruthie's which if you guys have not heard of ruthie's it's like in the someday parking lot or in the someday lot on like 30 something in uh belmont or division, excuse me. Is it? I don't know which one it is. It's one of the, it's, <laughs> I, think it's I think it's Belma. Have I been there? I'm over here acting like I don't know. Uh, but Colin and Aaron run Ruthie's. They're friends of mine. They're fucking fantastic people. So I'm going to go to that dinner tomorrow. It's uh, a collaboration with Jack and James Wine. So they're doing the food and then Jack and James are doing the wine pairings. So um Starting over there at the wine shop at uh, Jack and James wine shop, right next to the Woodsman Tavern uh, for some champagne to start out with. And then we go next door to the private dining room and have uh, like six course Ooh, dinner. She's going to get a wine and doing. Yes, I wine am. And <laughs> um, so I'm excited about that. I'm going to go with Alice, Miss Allison. And um, I don't know. I'm just. You know, we're getting closer. We had a couple really nice days the past couple, like this week, I feel like. I can the feel weather. the weather like coming. Global warming. Um, <laughs> no, like uh, there's always a moment in winter where I feel very dire about the weather and that has already passed. I feel very good about the upcoming weather. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited about that. I do. I mean, this isn't for a couple of months, but I have three concerts that i'm gonna go to um so i'm excited yeah i'm excited i'm like listening to all their music hopefully none of them get canceled um but just like like the artists or the actual shows uh (laughs) either one um but yeah i guess i'm just excited about that and um you know once this little omicron wave if it, it's, I mean, nothing is ever going away is what I fucking realized after watching uh, Don't Look Up. Just to, like, go to my parents' house and, like, hang out with them because they're obviously worried about fucking COVID. So I'm just excited to be able to go back over there. It's fun. What about you? Oh, uh, yeah, I just wrote spring. So close in my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, close, close. <laughs> I think I'm going to curm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, oh my god was that the name of the episode I think yeah which is like not the right quote from it but i i dedicated myself to it because i think the actual quote from the meme was you're gonna make me kerm that's so disgusting which is the same disgusting jizz. <laughs> yeah jizzed yeah um, jizzed. but yeah anyway i lo- that was one of my favorite um titles uh yeah besides that i have tickets i was supposed to take my mom for her birthday, I, for, me and my twin brother bought her tickets to Fortune Feimster, and that's like in like a couple. It's like the beginning of February, and I don't think that that is going to happen because think, you don't want to go, or because it's. I be think canceled. that sh- no, I, I don't think it's going to be canceled. 
per se. I'm not really sure. But uh, I think that my parents haven't really done anything and going to like a show is a little bit too wild and crazy kids for them at the moment. Mm. So I'll probably just take the tickets and go with someone to be honest, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not to be weird, but I mean, who knows? I feel maybe okay about going to something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, that's what I'm excited about. Something that could or could not happen. That is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Well, should we go ahead and end this little fucking episode? Let's do it. This is Move I'm Gay, the podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Move I'm Gay Podcast. You can go on our website, which, oh, you know what I'm excited about? For our whole new um, cover to come out. Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about, we only talked about this a little bit, but uh, with that grant that we got, we, our 100th episode in theory at the moment is going to come out February 22nd. So we might skip one and might do like a best of episode or something like that. And then we have brand new cover art with... uh, Shout out to Carlos. Yeah. Shout out to Carlos, who's doing the logo design. And then also to Mike uh, Foster. Mike Foster for doing the photos. Doing the photos. Everything is looking really good. I think we might... The whole idea was to, uh, you know, put money into gay people's pockets from this grant. That was the whole proposal. And it's happening uh in like a month or something so i'm really excited that we get to have like a brand new redesign of what we're doing after two years and then also that there through the pr work that we're doing that there's we could expand into a bigger audience of people that might hate us yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. because they hate us because they ain't us anus anus yeah um okay well back to the anyway yeah uh you can follow us Oh, and shout out to uh, Mr. Alex Hickman himself because once we get our new design, he's gonna re—he's gonna give our uh, website a facelift. Um, so shout out to him. But our website will be under construction for a bit. But it is movingbeatpodcast.com. You can follow me at Frisco Kid on Instagram. You can follow me at um, Burlington Coat Factory on Instagram. We're more than just coats or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you can follow me at Pocket Rocket with an I and some underscores on Instagram. And that's, I mean, I guess I'm on TikTok too, but I only have like 30 followers. And I, I well, they I only... promote it so that you can get another 30. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think it's just Brendan Kelly Scott, which is my full, my full name. Uh, yeah. And that's about it. And just like that, this episode is. <laughs> Fingered. fingered. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. Farewell.